Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the morning sports briefing here on, what day is it today? Tuesday the 12th of May uh, here in New Zealand and yesterday. Um, the government announced that we would be moving down from level three to level two on Thursday. And so for the next two days, we'll be coming to you at 8 a.m. That's right, Tuesday and Wednesday, just then tomorrow. Um, to, and then on Thursday, we'll be changing the time of the show. The show will be an hour earlier and we'll be coming to you live at 7 a.m. The reason for that is we'll then get the podcast out at 7.30 a.m. for you. So you can listen to the podcast on the way to work. So uh, if you would like to do that, um, you can find New Zealand Sports Radio on Acast, um, uh, Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio. Um, search for that podcast on there, subscribe, uh, and uh, automatically uh, get the morning sports briefing downloaded for your morning commute. In the news today, five players test positive in Spain, a six-year ban for a 30-year-old. Um, Super Rugby has date for return. Um, Storm prepared to head home. Netball have date for return. Um, and uh, UFC bans fighters from talking. Uh, let's kick off straight away with that football news. And yes, five players have tested positive across Spain's top two football division um, divisions. Uh, they've had uh, they've started doing their tests uh, in Spain to help to to, to return. Um, the unnamed players were all as, um, asymptomatic um, and are now in um, isolation. Uh, they will continue to be tested and only can rejoin training after they have passed two consecutive um, negative results. That's interesting. Clearly, uh, the La Liga, they're taking some extra precautions around getting their players um, back um, to that. As we talked about yesterday, a third player had tested um, uh, positive in the Premier League side for um, Brighton and Hove Albion. Uh, Bundesliga's um, uh, two uh, um, side, um, Dynamo Dresden, we mentioned, had two two players test positive. Had it gone into um, self-isolation for two weeks. Uh, sorry, in the entire squad for two weeks. Um, and also over in Portugal, three players um, from Vitoria, 
Gumaneres um, have also tested positive um, as well. So yes, folks, uh, looks like yeah that uh, all the football leagues having issues with players testing positive, uh, and clearly they're going to have to keep a close eye on all um, of that. That brings you up to date with the football news. I'm going to hand you over to Ashwin now for our cricket update. Good morning, Paul, and good morning to everybody out there in the un- interverse, interwebverse. You know what I mean. Anyway, on to the cricket news. Six-year ban for a 30-year-old. That's Shafiqala Shafak has been banned for six years. He's now he's an Afghanistan player. He's been charged with f- four charges. And of those, it, those were committed while he was playing for the Naghar, Nagahar Leopards and the Salhat Thunder. The Leopards were in 2018 and the Thunder in 2019. Now, the Afghanistan Cricket Board have said the offending was of the highest level. Now, get this. this was the, it was included attempts to get other players to take part in the corruption, accepting offers to contrive and influence results, and, of course, the obligatory failing to appro- um, report approaches made to him. So he's been banned for six years. Now, obviously, there's a lot that goes on in the subcontinent with these bans and why players get involved in the corruption. So that's a great opportunity. This is one of the things we discussed on Swinging from the Hips in last week's show. So go have a listen to that, and that'll go over some of the the nuances and how and why players get involved in corruption over there. It's very interesting listen and, and watch. So, yeah, I recommend that you go back and see that show. And also, subcontinent-related, PCB are cautious, the Pakistan Cricket Board, are cautious about their July trip to England. So they're meeting with the ECB on the 15th of May. Now, this is to get assurances that there's been the correct measures taken around COVID-19 for player safety, which obviously we've been reporting on um, with biosecure environments, etc., so they should sort of get there. It's basically now going to come down to whether the governments let them have their games or not. Now, the PCB will be keen for these tours to go ahead or for the tour to go ahead so that they can push for a return tour to, of Pakistan in 2021. Now, that would be what they'll be pushing for is for that to be at home in Pakistan, not in the UAE where a lot of the Pakistan home matches are being played. So it'll be interesting to see the outcome of that 15th May meeting, which is in a few days' time, and then obviously to see whether the English government um, relaxes enough of the rules around COVID-19 at the moment for a July 19, uh, sorry, a July trip to go ahead. Now, just updating you, also this week coming up on Swinging from the Hip, we have Hussein Hamid coming in as our guest. Now, he's been working for Cricket Victoria for many years. And uh, so he'll be giving us an update on the state of Australian cricket. We've report again. One of the things reported on is the financial situation over there, uh, particularly with COVID nineteen. He'll also be telling us about Cricket Victoria's diversity plans, women in cricket in Victoria. He's been involved with the Big Bash teams in Victoria, and we're going to be asking him what out of those diversity plans and women in cricket plans we can bring back and utilise with the New Zealand cricket. So. Tune in to Swinging from the Hip Thursday, 8 p.m. New Zealand time, and we'll have Hussein on there, and we'll get a lint, get into that and discuss all that. And that's our news for cricket today, Paul. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Austrian, for that. I'll hand you straight over to Stephen, who will bring us up to date with the birthdays for today. Oh, thank you, Paul, and good morning, everybody, tuning into New Zealand Sport Radios and Birthdays today. Born in Nandy, but start for the New Zealand Sevens. 
from Black Caps to head coach and a two-test All Black. And that's where we start this morning. Bruce McLeod Gemmell, born this day, the 12th of May, 1950, is a former New Zealand rugby union player. He was educated at Auckland Grammar, where he was a member of the first 15 between 1966 and 1968. A halfback, Gemmell represented Auckland at provincial level and was a member of the New Zealand national side, the All Blacks, on their 1974 tour of Australia and Fiji. He played six matches on that tour, including two internationals. Gemmell, who turned 70 today, 70 today, retired from rugby in 1978 because of ongoing head injuries. Gemmell is also the father of James Gemmell, who is a presenter for Sky Sport in the UK. Staying with the rugby, Cheryl Smith, near Walker, born this day, the 12th of May, 1970, is a former female rugby union player. She represented New Zealand and Auckland. She was in the squad that won the 1998 and 2000 and two Women's Rugby World Cup in 2005. Smith, who turns 50 today, became the first woman in Northland to coach a senior men's club rugby team, Kaikoui, in the Bay of Islands. Smith was appointed the head coach of the Northland Women's Rugby team in 2019. And finally, Amosia Valance, born this day, 12th of May, 1979, is a former rugby sevens player. He was born in Nandi, Fiji. I hope Herman isn't listening, but after his first foray into professional rugby in 2000, he switched allegiances to New Zealand. He was regarded as one of the best ever playmakers in rugby sevens. Valance, who turns 41 today, is the only New Zealander to have won three goals, gold medals in rugby sevens at the Commonwealth Games in 98, 2002 and 2006, a testament to his longevity in the game. And uh, just a footnote, one player who also represented the New Zealand Sevens, who was arguably one of the greatest wingers in the world, or the world ever saw, was the one and only John Alamu, who would have been a 45 today. Rest in peace, big man. Back to you, Paul. Thank you very much, Stephen, for giving that update. And yes, we are going to move on to rugby now. And Super Rugby is back, or not yet, but it will be back soon. Super Rugby will be returning on the weekend of the 13th of June for a 10-week um, Super Rugby Aotearoa uh, season. So that means that we'll be running through until the weekend of the 15th of August. We'll then take a three-weekend break before my, the Mighty 10 Cup kicks off on the uh, the weekend of the – oh, actually, on Friday the 11th of September. Um, and that uh, will then run all the way through, meaning the finals will be the weekend of the 28th of November. So it'll all get wrapped up by the end of November, meaning the off-season will kick off in December by the looks of things, unless there are some All Blacks tests put in there um, as well. So that's what the season looks like from a rugby point of view. Um, we're going to also have afternoon games. Um, the Saturday games will kick off at 5pm or 5 past 5, uh, and the Sunday games kicking off at 5 minutes past 3. This is so that the players can fly in and out on the same day. So no having to stay over in hotels um, and things like that. Um, and uh, they will be, uh, so the, and they will be kicking off with um, the Blues hosting the Hurricanes in the second game. Um, yes, Bowden Barrett is expected to be back or, or to be starting for the Blues in his first game 
there that uh, obviously will be an absolute cracker seeing him against his old team. Some of the things that we'll be bringing you on New Zealand Sports Radio every Friday evening uh, at 8pm, we'll be bringing you a preview of the games, not only of um, um, Aotearoa Super Rugby, but also when the Australian competition kicks off, which is expected to be in July. We'll also bring you previews of those games as well. South Africa is still in full lockdown, so it's a long time away before we'll see that. But every at 8pm, every Friday, we'll have a Super Rugby preview show. Um, and we'll also have a Super Rugby review show. Uh, not sure yet whether that'll be Sunday night or Monday night, um, reviewing the games from the weekend. So again, do like the page uh, and also subscribe to the podcast. It'll all be available through that. Just search for New Zealand Sports Radio on Facebook, iTunes, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, Acast, and all your favourite podcatchers. Uh, the uh, days of the Million Dollar Man um, apparently are not going to go away yet. Um, according to top uh, rugby, um, gone blank, uh, player agents. Obviously, player agents do like to talk up those numbers because they get a percentage of that. Uh, but they reckon that actually, uh, whilst we are going to see a downturn, um, that, he, that they're not sure that it will be, or they don't believe it will be a long-term thing. That's interesting, considering that uh, the Premiership Rugby is thinking about getting, uh, is considering getting rid of marquee players, which would mean that people like Charles Piertau um, would have to be within the salary cap, and there's no way uh, they could fit him in that salary cap with him on a million pounds or million dollars, uh, whichever one it is, uh, a year. So, uh, yes, yeah, some some bullish talk there from the uh, eight player agents. But I must admit, I think that's perhaps a little unfounded. I'm going to hand you back over now to Stephen for our league update. And uh, how is it all going over there? You said that the, the, the storm is heading home. Yeah, they, they, they certainly are. Obviously, they were stuck there in Albury for a bit. Probably not entirely wanted by the, uh, the good folk of uh, Albury, but they've decided they will uh, shift their NRL, NRL training base from Albury back to AMA. MI Park after the Victorian government's relaxation of restrictions on Monday. The government announced groups of up to 10 people can train together from 11.59pm, that's earlier this morning, and later clarified that uh, professional sporting teams had an exemption to resume contact training. The storm will, will remain in New South Wales regional town of Aubrey in the short term and then continue preparations from Thursday in Melbourne before the NRL restart on May 28. Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews said the government had agreed for special arrangements for sports teams. We agreed to a set of arrangements to allow training for AFL, for rugby league, other professional sports to resume from just before midnight tomorrow night, Andrews said. Of course, this uh, came out uh, yesterday. Of course, with happenings, once training is up and running, that paves the way for the AFL and other codes to make announcements. So training resuming paves the way for footy to be back. And I think we will want that provided it is safe, appropriate, and can be done in a cautious way. I'm confident that can be. And finally, in uh, league news, what a man who's pretty much... Uh, been the architect of getting this competition up and running. Peter Valandes could soon be lost to Rugby League ARLC chair. Peter Valandes could walk away from Rugby League if he inks a record TV deal with broadcasters 
and it restarts the competition on May 28th. Of course, we spoke about that yesterday morning. A $2.3 million, uh, $2 million seven-year TV deal that could mean the land is, is content to leave the game on a high. If I can get the game in a good financial position and start it again, that will be my reward, the Landays told the Sydney Morning Herald. I owe rugby league because it saved me from getting bashed up when I was a young migrant kid. I, I didn't want to be the ARLC chair. Being CEO is not on the cards. I've not got agendas. I don't need to be chair or chief, chief executive. Rugby League saved me as a migrant kid in Wollongong, and if I can get the game up and going and in a good financial position, I will have repaid that debt. So that's uh, very, very interesting news to those of you listening out there. And um, I just sort of think about Australia at the moment. Have they got Australian rugby? Have they got a current CEO at the moment, Paul, or an interim? Uh, I think still think they're at interim level at the moment. Yes, I think it's uh, it's they're, they're looking for a new CEO. Uh, obviously, yeah, an experienced man like that might be might be kind of handy. Very, very, very handy. I must admit, I'm still chuckling about your player agent uh, talking about the salaries uh, are still going to be high. I I actually had exactly the same thoughts as you straight away when I read that article. I thought, yep, here's a player agent pumping it up. But hey, why wouldn't you? Exactly. Don't forget, folks, if you would like to have your jersey hanging behind Stephen um, during, and have an, have, you have an update on your club during the birthdays and do send your jersey in, Stephen will return it. Get in touch. We would love to do that. Paul, I'll just jump, jump in there. Exactly. Listen, not just about the jersey, but also about promoting your club and your sport. This is the perfect opportunity. We've heard how a lot of the professional sports are starting to kick back in. What a great opportunity to promote your club. Tell us a little bit about it. When your competition may likely start, but it's going to be a great way to also start, you know, re recruiting as well. I know that's tough times for out there and everybody, but, you know, sport's one of those things that just fills us with such a natural high. That's it from me today. I'll see you all tomorrow morning. Thank you very much, Stephen. And, yes, um, with the return to uh, Level 2 imminent, uh, a lot of sports are talking about how they are going to return. We've already talked about Super Rugby. Netball will return um, for their competition on the 17th or the weekend um, of the 20th of June. So a week after the Super Rugby. It looks like they're starting on a Friday evening um, with that. Uh, now, it's going to be interesting to see what that means because there had been talk of trying to do, uh, of, of Netball having a Super Sunday style where they had all three games on the same day uh, but they didn't want to clash with other sports and maybe the fact that uh, rugby union is having that three o'clock game on a sunday has scuppered those plans um so yes yeah, so it looks like they're kicking off on the 19th of june again um with a 10 week season um, a bit like super rugby so they'll be finishing up the weekend of the 22nd of august um uh, i'm looking at trying to get the ceos of the six franchises on four um, interviews on the long talk. So um, look look out for those as we ramp up for the netball season. Also, as you'll have seen in the chat there, we are looking for a netball correspondent if you would like to um, come get involved with New Zealand Sport Radio, then please do get in touch. Basketball um, is also looking at trying to get going again, but with two recent title winning clubs having pulled out, um, Justin Nelson is uh, having a bit of trouble getting that up and going. He was trying to play a five-week season in a single location 
with all of the players staying there. Different to netball, which again, looking at one location, but they're looking at flying home each week. New Zealand football um, and those leagues don't kick off until the spring. Um, and so there will be no uh, direct impact for them with this change of level. Um, similarly, in rugby league, they don't kick off until September as well. So no rush there. Community and um, regional recreational sport. Well, look, that is uh, going to be allowed as well. Please check with your local clubs and with your local uh, associations as to how that is returning. But they are looking at it. The big thing around all this is contact tracing. If you can't keep a record of who turns up and who is there, then you won't be able to play. Contact tracing is absolutely the most important thing. Um, and also, obviously, those guidelines as to the number of people. So I say check out that, but it does look like that's returning. Um, and again, school sport as well um, will be returning. But all of these things at a slower pace than the professional game because the professional game have got themselves in a situation where they can uh, they have the rigor around that contact tracing. Um, in other sports, uh, Formula One um, is now having to, is in discussions with the United Kingdom because Boris Johnson has said that all people who enter the UK will have to go into quarantine for 14 days. That's a measure that we've had in New Zealand here for a couple of months now. Um, so the, uh, UK, the Formula One is looking to see if they can have some sort of exemption around that. Quite when that starts the UK, he hasn't announced yet. Uh, but their initial plan was, as, as we reported before, um, was to have two weekends of games, sorry, two weekends of races, sorry, um, in Austria, followed by two weekends of races in the UK at Silverstone on the 19th and 26th of July, before having four more rounds in the rest of Europe yet to be announced, but venues like Spain, Hungary, France, Italy, Belgium, and even the uh, Germany at the Hockenheim track, which wasn't initially on the schedule, uh, are potentially um, being looked at. Um, moving over then to the UFC, uh, and they have put some, had a very clear uh, and extensive um, documents for all the fighters to sign before they fight, um, saying that they couldn't sue the UFC if they uh, got coronavirus, um, pointing out that the UFC couldn't guarantee what availability there would be at local hospitals, um, and also saying that they had to not mix with people with coronavirus for, I think it is two weeks after the fights as well. Now, how you're supposed to know that your sparring partner uh, is asymptomatic, i.e. doesn't have any symptoms and has coronavirus, I don't know. Um, there have been comments that, yes, by lawyers that look, a lot of what is in those documents or in those um, waivers uh, may not be enforceable in law, but it will definitely act to um, make the player, make all the fighters think twice about saying anything in public around the safety issues or around any um, controls they had. Obviously, there was one fighter who tested and had to be pulled out of the fight um, a couple of days or a day before. Um, so, yes, clearly uh, the UFC saying that, look, this is, they reckon this is going to be standard process for all sports. Um, other people saying that, look, this is amounts to gagging of the fighters. Now, I'll let you make your own choices as to that side of things. Don't forget, that we'll be back here tomorrow morning at 8 a.m., with the morning sports breakfast, your best, sorry, the morning sports briefing, your best way to um, start the day up to date with all the important sports news. And then from Thursday, as we drop down to level two, we will be moving to 7 a.m. so that the podcast is available for your morning commute. So don't forget, search for New Zealand Sports Radio on iHeartRadio, Acast, 
Uh, what are the other ones? Um, iTunes, Spotify, and all of those locations. Thank you, Stephen and Arshwin, for joining me this morning. Uh, have a great day, everybody. And don't forget, uh, at 2 p.m. today, we'll be having our interview with ex-All Black, Dean Kenny. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.